0: Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. And welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Today is Friday, June the 10th, 2016. And our word of the day is reading. Reading, oh my goodness, yes, that's, was, yeah. that's the best word in the world.
1: Yep, one of our personal favorites, but the reason I chose it was because it's popped up so much in conversations lately. It has. In different things, uh, people have uh, long and conver- in interesting conversations about books and reading. I am so recently. glad. Yes, it's lovely. And I have a definition. We didn't do definitions last time because we did a little different thing. That I have a definition of reading. Thank you. It's a complex cognitive process of decoding symbols in order to construct or derive meaning.
0: My goodness, this, something so fun has such an interesting definition.
1: Exactly. Yeah. A complex
0: cognitive process uh,
1: process of decoding symbols, and people have been doing it how what six thousand years at we least. Think? hmm that the written word was invented, and there's probably other types of, um, should have looked that up, there's probably other types of uh, communication.
0: Well, pictographs, pictographs on cave walls, yeah. they had some good stories.
1: Yeah, so that, that type of thing happened before, but when somebody figured out that they could make letters be sounds and communicate that way, that
0: just opened up worlds. Oh, it just yeah, it amazes me, and, and we'll never has, know who that per- first never. person yeah, the, was. Yeah, the
1: most important things we'll never know who invented them. Mm-hmm. Well, or at least or we, what type of people,
0: right? We do know the printing press, mm-hmm. and that certainly changed Absolutely. the world.
1: Yeah. yeah, all the different um, technologies, or even the ink pen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you invented that, I'm sure somebody did, but right. or patented it, but for to go from the quill to the, to a pen with the held ink, to a fountain pen, to a click your bick, and... Right, right, <laughs> Miss, Mr.
0: Parker, perhaps. Mr.
1: Parker, perhaps. So, uh, and then there's different other things. Of course, when we think of reading, the first thing we think of is a book, because that's the type of people we are. Absolutely. But we did have some other people, some other suggestions for some very smart people that look at things in a slightly different way.
0: Well, in fact, our good friend and listener and Facebook buddy, Nancy Ann Loudon, she suggested two different uh, definitions of reading.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one was like a reading as in fortune telling.
0: Right. Psychic reading. Going to yeah. go see my medium and get a reading.
1: Yeah. And I used to do tarot card reading. Oh, yes. yes. You know, and, um, and that requires some um, intuition.
0: Were you good at it? I think so. Well, you're going to have to read it's my been, cards.
1: It's been so long. Well,
0: you could practice yeah, on Yeah, I could probably
1: work on it again. But I, I, I always enjoyed the symbolism. Talk about reading. The symbolism of the tarot cards
0: Yes, is
1: um, really interesting. Well, you're getting off on a different subject. But years ago... One of my most vivid dreams was about a tarot card. Which one? The Fool. Oh, yeah. And um, Routine and I were in a little town. And I don't remember all the details now, but we were in this old-fashioned medieval-type town. And, uh, like, in a market and walking around. And they had this man in the stocks. We suddenly came to this place where this man was in stocks. And I don't remember exactly what happened after that, but somehow he's released and we're following him up this hill, you know, because that's how the fool is depicted. Um, mm-hmm, right, going it's up like the stepping, hill. It's yeah, like stepping mm-hmm. off the edge of a cliff. So we're following the fool.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And it was so vivid at the time, and I've never forgotten certain aspects of it.
0: What was going on in your life at that time? I
1: which I to remember. It was when Richie and I were very, you know, we were seeing each other every single week.
0: Right. You guys were going on adventures. Yeah, we
1: were adventuring. And that may have been it. We've, it was just that we were adventuring all the time.
0: And you were probably reading books like Father Cadfeld. Yeah,
1: maybe. Something, yeah. the
0: medieval markets. Exactly. And
1: yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it was really interesting that that, and I very rarely remember
0: it. Now, one of the most scared I've ever been um, was during a tarot reading. Really? I was having done, yes, up in, where were we? We were in New Jersey.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And a woman who I, whom I knew was doing a reading of the cards, mm-hmm. and I just felt evil. Or something yeah. I and mean, I never had before or yeah. since, yeah. But right at that time, it was like
1: something was attracted to yes. this experience, it seemed.
0: Yes, and different. her and her reading was very on the mark, really, during that time and what followed. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was in fact, that, that ended up being like almost my loss of innocence. Wow. What happened following it. Well, and it was yeah, it was a very painful time, and yeah. she was hitting it on the nail, hitting it on the nail. Is that hitting <laughs> <And> the, <nail laughs> the nail on, on the head? Yeah, uh, Speaking the nail. of breathing, I'm very tired this week because I have run along with volunteers. Yeah. Um, the book sale at the Reynolds Homestead yeah. this whole week from Sunday right up until five o'clock today when I packed up the last of the yeah. Books.
1: Yeah, it looked like it was a, uh, t- there were some wonderful titles. I bought ten, I think.
0: You did. <laughs> <laughs> ten, ten
1: books, uh, which brings us to another word.
0: <laughs> okay, which one?
1: Uh, the um, sunduco. Oh, yes. Uh, which was another word that somebody put up. It's a constant, it's a Japanese word that means the constant act of buying books but never reading them.
0: Well, I think we each have several hundred of those yeah, around our but house.
1: But eventually, I do get
0: around to reading.
1: My, I pretty do much all of them. So, I hope, or else but,
0: I give them away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: or uh, I stack something on them; they yeah. become bedside tables, okay, well,
1: tables, and everything. So, uh, so yeah. So, but there's an entire there's a word that was invented in Japanese for this um,
0: phenomenon. Say it again.
1: Sunduko.
0: Uh, Sunduko. Sun. Uh,
1: and I listen to it and listen to it, but you know, with my
0: hearing. Right, Sunduko. Sure it right. uh-huh.
1: It's letting books pile up in one's room so much that the owner never gets a chance to read all of them.
0: Oh my.
1: Yeah.
0: Who knew?
1: Yep, exactly.
0: I wonder when that word was. It's
1: fairly recent, apparently. Mm. I, uh, I should have made more notes on it.
0: That's okay. That's interesting. Yeah, but it was
1: a fairly recent word, I think, that somebody... The the root word means pile.
0: Pile, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the root of the uh, thing. And, uh, of course, reading a will has a connotation of not just sitting down and reading.
0: No, it's a whole process. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which, you know, people in my family, and we just didn't do that. No. We didn't have wills. You know, it's, um, they didn't have very much. There's a few wills way back, which are helpful in the genealogy.
0: Well, we had, we had wills. Like, my parents had wills, but it wasn't like you sat down with a lawyer. Right, yeah. Or I don't think, maybe we did. I don't know. I can't. Isn't that funny? You know, right after somebody dies, especially Mother, yeah. you know you're in such shock that yeah, you really like don't hey,
1: be worried about that mm-mm,
0: mm-mm.
1: Yeah, of course That way you show it on TV is everybody's hovering around like vultures because right right something but
0: or in some of the English novels that we yeah, read thats absolutely
1: yeah all right now one thing I was thinking about what inspired you or who inspired you to, to, to this great love of reading?
0: Well, my mother always read to us yeah. as a child, uh, you know, five of us kids. Yeah. And so that was always a very comforting thing to climb on the couch and have mom read. Yeah. And being the youngest, I was getting some pretty grown-up stories as as a little kid, you know, for her to read something like Swiss Family Robinson, right. and I maybe was just two <laughs> or three, mm-hmm. but everyone else was older, and I would just sit and take it in.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you think that's mainly where it came from, the family,
0: right? Oh yes, Son, and, and all right? my siblings, and my father, and his sisters, and and his brother. They used to sit out on the front porch of their house in Milburn, New Jersey. This would have been, what, 1925, 30, that, that period. And they, as soon as they'd finish a book, they'd pass it on to the next one. So they always had, amongst, you know, the five kids had five books. And wow. they would just, yes, go to the library. Mm-hmm. And that was a big event going to the library right. and my family did that regularly my dad and I that was something I do with my father Right. Now, How about kid? you?
1: Well, my big influence was my grandmother on my mother's side mm. And uh, she, she just had an amazing love of books. She grew up in uh, Rock Castle Gorge which we've mentioned before and It when she grew up, reading material was practically impossible to come by.
0: Oh, I bet.
1: Yeah. So, but her father took, um, I know she mentioned the Atlanta Constitution, the newspaper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Uh, back in those days, they had stories of them mm-hmm. in the newspapers. Ser- serials, I guess.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so, um, the, when the newspaper could come, would come in, she was, her father was very busy, of course, you know, raising nine children and farms and everything. Nobody could touch the paper until he was done with it. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, that was, a, I don't think he was a particularly stern person from what she says. And maybe in some ways he was, but nobody could touch the paper until he was done. And um, then, then, of course, it got passed around among all the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and So she was just uh, always wanting something to read. So the entire community, everything that anybody had, she'd read anything she could get her hands on. <laughs> the Ag report. Anything. And she went to she went to great lengths to get to school. And she graduated high school up here in Madison Dan. And wanted to go to college, but her father wouldn't let her.
0: Oh, my. So, but And she, what year would that have been? She was born in 1914.
1: Okay. Yeah, so um, that would have been in the, the early Depression. Mm-hmm. And she got married when she was about 18 or 19. And uh, had three children and is, and definitely gave them a love of books at least the girls and um, but she basically while my uh, before we went to school and even after we went to school she was our babysitter
0: mm-hmm. right, you know while, right. while my,
1: our parents worked and she, books were just constantly there and she read to us from everything she read Shakespeare to us she read everything to us was just what they had. And she belonged to a, She finally got into a book of the month club. Mm-hmm. The books were probably a dollar and ninety-five cents a month.
0: That was very important. Yeah. At one point in time. Yeah.
1: So they could pick, uh, you know, pick books. Uh, the uh, the bookshelf in the um, living room had pride of place
0: mm-hmm.
1: of all the different books. And so yeah, and she started buying me books. I have several other books that she bought me still that I can't that, quite part with.
0: Oh, yeah, that was so special to get a book on your birthday.
1: Oh, absolutely. I
0: yeah. can remember my mother, when I was 10, giving me a copy of Jean Stratton Porter's book, Freckles.
1: I remember I Freckles. Love... Grandma gave me Freckles. Yes, yeah. yeah. She gave me one. It's a lovely Russian um, children's story called Scarlet Sales. Mm. And the book is worth a good bit right now, but I can't let it go. No, no, no.
0: no, no, <laughs> yeah,
1: no I can't let it go. But she mm-hmm. gave me lots of different books. And uh, we got the Dr. Seuss series when we no. were little. She gave us those. And um, on up. You know, my brother doesn't read quite as much as I do, I don't think. Because he went into different
0: things. But was he a reader, though, when you were young?
1: When we were really small, I think he was more so. he loved to be read, too. Right. But he was sort of a cuddly kid anyway.
0: That's how my son was. He loved to be read too. And I think I maybe mentioned on this about how I got him to read because we weren't done with an audio book.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And so I said, Oh, you're going to have to read the
1: book. I I have to take
0: the audio back to the library. Do you want
1: to find out? Tom Clancy, The (laughs) Hunt for the Red
0: October. That's what it was. Yep.
1: About. Um, so, yeah, we definitely had, but you were talking about a teacher on um, Facebook mm-hmm. that.
0: Miss Virginia Bly Hoover. Yeah. From French Creek, West Virginia. And she was my eighth grade English teacher. She's the first one who exposed me to Shakespeare. Uh-huh. In fact, she had us read aloud A Midsummer Night's Dream in the class. Yes. Yeah, this was the. We only had one junior high and one high school in the whole county. Yeah, and and right, very similar. And we had one English class with about twenty five students that were college bound.
1: Yeah,
0: that was it. Yeah, you know, out of say three hundred in the graduating class, and. I was very lucky to be in that Mm -hmm. 25 group because we got pushed. Yeah. And Virginia Bly, she told us that we could pick out any author that we wanted to and read a book and write a report on it. Uh Uh-huh. And... I think maybe I just wanted to impress her, perhaps. (laughs) And so I picked John Steinbeck. Uh And I just happened to pick up Travels with Charlie. As the first one, you know, his trip in the 50s with his, Charlie was his standard poodle. And they left in New York out on Long Island and went all the way across the country. And the adventures, and it's a wonderful book. It is it's, a wonderful book. Yes, yeah. Yep. Yes. So that had me hooked on Steinbeck. I started reading all no, his absolutely. books. Absolutely. It's funny how we did back then. Michener, you get hooked mm-hmm. on Mitchner. Irving Stone. Yeah. Um. There was a, was it Huxley or, what was. What was that fella? He wrote like Hotel and oh, Airport yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I know who you're talking uh, about, but I can't think of his that's name. That's right terrible. Now. Yeah, it was Huxley, something. Uh
0: huh. Mm hmm. I can't. Remember. And there was another Irving Wallace. Irving
1: Wallace. Yeah. Just
0: read Taylor Caldwell. Oh, I loved everything. Uh, Taylor wrote. Me, right? me too. Me too. She had some kind of mystic stuff
1: going on. Yes, she did. Those um, those books about. Oh, the biblical Paul, characters. Yeah, Luke, those were right. all my favorite. The
0: Great and Glorious Physician, uh-huh. Great Lion of God, I yep. Um I Judas, I, Judas Oh, yeah. yeah, no, she was channeling so that something. That was just,
1: um, those were just amazing. I read them over and over and
0: over again. Did I ever tell you that she, she was from England originally. Yeah, knew that. Yeah. And she lived in, um, around the D.C. area, I believe it was, but she was, my sister's father-in-law's secretary. Oh. And he encouraged her to write.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, this would
0: have been early like praying in the 1930s. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Cause she um she was older. She was older. Quite uh elderly when I discovered the books.
0: Right. Yeah, cuz I was reading them in the late 70s. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been mid 70s. Mid 70s.
1: Yeah, mid yeah. The 70s into the 80s mm-hmm. and um so yeah, she was quite elderly by the other time I knew mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. about her. But so, yeah, Taylor Caldwell was a great one. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I had somewhere I was going with that, but now I'm what sorry. It was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure I veered you off.
1: No, I'm. So. I can not remember what it was, but um, that was oh, uh, teachers. Uh, my my biggest inspiration for a teacher was Eunice McAlexander in the third grade.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And um, she was the first person that I actually saw write something herself. And that was just like this huge and she wrote a poem and mm-hmm. she put it up on the board for us kids. You know, I can't remember what it at all what the poem was about, but it was an original little poem. And it was just like this explosion came in and to my head, and this is how dense I was, I'd been reading everything I could get my hands on since I was five, it never occurred to me that people wrote the books.
0: Right, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was
1: just something that happened. Uh, <laughs> now,
0: was that Aaron's that mother? That was Aaron's mother. And now here he's just out with his fourth book.
1: Exactly. And he's yeah. written in his 70s. Yeah, she was amazing. But that, but when she put that poem up and, and signed it, Ms. Eunice, we all called her Miss Eunice, because like Alexander was a hard word for was, very small right. children to say. And when she put Miss Eunice there, it's just like this it went off. It's like people write books. Mm. It was really an inspiration to me because I said, like, I could write. That's <laughs> you know?
0: neat. It was
1: really, really I'm sweet.
0: I'm trying to think who would have been the first author I ever met. I can remember my mom talking about her good Friend Phyllis Naylor, mm-hmm. who wrote the Shiloh, you know, about yeah. the beagle, the puppy, yeah, you know, the yeah. Shiloh books. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that was one of her good friends, and, and she did come to visit one time. Oh, okay. oh. Um, but I wasn't that young, there must have been somebody when I was young.
1: I don't, except for Miss Eunice, I don't think I ever met an author.
0: We had some poets in town. Turns Mm -hmm. out my hometown has uh, a couple well-known. Jane Ann Phillips, you see several of her books right up there on my Uh bookcase.
1: Your hometown was a whole lot bigger. Now now we have several
0: well-known Yes, you do. Well, Stephen Kuntz, he's probably our biggest, at least for commercial sales. Um, yes, I know, right here in Patrick County. Well, we've
1: got lots of authors now. We've got uh, Martin Clark. And, yes. And um, there, there's any number of really wonderful authors in the area. And But back then, you know, if there were, I didn't know them. Right. Yeah, until um, I was on out and a pretty big kid. So,
0: Self-published books. Now we take them for granted.
1: Oh, yeah. They
0: used to be, like... They called it Vanity Press. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And they, and you sort of, you know, didn't feel as comfortable yeah. about Yeah. Well, them. and you
1: had to buy um, like 10,000 or something. <laughs> right. Uh, then they would sit in your living room forever because only five of your fr- uh, family ever bought them. Well, yeah. I have a lot of Vanity Press books in my inventory. hmm And some mm-hmm. of them are quite uh, valuable. Yes, they are now. Yeah. Because there they were very maybe they got 100 or 200 printed at, at the newspaper in Richmond. They would do smaller runs, uh, apparently,
0: because you'd get, you know, they'd, they'd be numbered. Well, that book I sold on eBay, uh, an author, and it was a book of Poems, but it was totally different from what she was famous for. Ah. And she had done a vanity run, and that's that's a book I sold on eBay for close to five hundred dollars yeah, exactly. because everyone yeah. was like, "This is out." In fact, I think the woman wrote about dolls or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, but it was just yeah, something that was just not, totally different. Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, yeah, the, but the. One thing that we have had a discussion on recently, and I forget what um, particular quote um, triggered this discussion, but a lot of people I know are proud of the fact they do not read. Ugh. You know, or they will tell me that, oh, I don't read.
0: Haven't read a book since high school. (laughs)
1: Haven't read a book since high school. And it's not a lot of people I know because I tend to gather people around me and, that I have more things in common with but but quite a few people I know have put um will say that, and I don't quite understand this um
0: pride in this it?
1: kind of sense of pride in this announcement because oh, I'm neither. thinking to myself, you poor thing <laughs>
0: exactly I can't imagine <laughs> I'll tell you what. Here's here is here's one of the quotes that I found. And in, in Lemony Snicket, yeah. he, he, he did this in a book called Horseradish. He said, Never trust anyone who has not brought a book with them.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, I always carry a book, whether I, now it might be my Kindle, but it's...
1: Yeah, I, I carry a book all the time because you never know when you're going to get stuck in an office mm-hmm. or stuck in traffic or whatever. I just And it's amazing how much you can get read, or knitted, or whatever, in just these little times
0: that, Oh, yeah, even waiting in the bank. And people will say, I had to wait at the doctor's office for an hour, or I go stuck in traffic, and I'm like, yeah, I got half a book read. I was so grateful for an hour to sit and read with no
1: guilt. Because I take Daddy to the uh, VA many times a year. And I take a book. or you know, Most of the time I take a book because it's easier because we're moving around a lot. Right. When we're doing this. And I'll be in there with all these people. And I'm reading the book and all these people are staring at the walls. <laughs> that I would know. drive me absolutely yes. bananas.
0: Oh, yes. Though um, my teacher, Miss Hoover, who I, um, I mentioned a minute uh-huh. ago, she used to say, if you do happen to find yourself without a book... Which you shouldn't, but if you do, if you're well-read, you should be able to sit there for two hours and entertain yourself with thoughts of books and sayings and quotes. And she said you should be able to do it. That's true. It's not as much fun, but you should be able to. So I do remember that if I happen to find myself stuck yeah. without a book. But it just doesn't really happen. I carry it's one. It's rare.
1: I, you know, there's a book in my purse all the time. Mm-hmm. Or something. Or the Kindle, like you said. I got into some statistics.
0: About reading.
1: About reading. Okay. And um, there, there were some good things and some bad things. 27% of American adults did not read a book last year.
0: Ooh, over a quarter.
1: Yeah, which I was really surprised it was that few.
0: Well, but you know. one there's... in four
1: Americans mm-hmm. did not read a book, or a little but, over one in four Americans.
0: Golly. Well, people get on to some of the popular ones, yeah. you know, even if they read nothing else but Shades of Grey that year. Yeah. You know what they're... I mean?
1: Yeah, but these are people are claiming they did not read any book at all.
0: 27%.
1: 27% of American adults. Um, but people are going back to print books
0: I've instead of e books, mm-hmm.
1: which is, I think, kind of good news. There was an article um, not long ago that I read that they were, I guess they were testing young people, and the way the brain works when you read the printed page as opposed to a uh, screen is different.
0: I believe that.
1: And uh, the uh, retention is different Mm -hmm. uh, of meaning and stuff. So so people are going back to printed books and the really good news is 80% of young people are reading.
0: I love it.
1: Isn't that great? Yes. I Thank
0: you, Twilight, or yeah, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, so it's like
1: from 18... Hunger to, Games. Yeah, 18 to 34 that they've talked to. 80% of young people mm-hmm. are reading. And then I got onto the Literacy in America website. Mm-hmm. And I think this is extremely important information.
0: Okay, lay it on us. Yeah.
1: Two-thirds of students who cannot read proficiently by the end of the fourth grade, will end up in jail or on welfare.
0: I believe it.
1: Over 70% of America's prison inmates cannot read above a fourth grade level. Mm -hmm. One in four children in America grow up without learning how to read.
0: One in four? Now?
1: Now. This is as of 2016, according to the Literacy in America website. Well, that's yeah. That's
0: unbelievable. That's
1: unbelievable, and it's tragic. Yeah,
0: because they're going to end up in jail or Well, a
1: this or? is... I mean, <laughs> is this... Uh, okay, class, let's keep going oh, here. Okay. Students who don't read proficiently by the third grade are four times likely likelier to drop out of school. Mm-hmm. As of 2011, America was the only free market... Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development country where the current generation is less educated than the previous one.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
1: Nearly 85% of the juveniles who face trial in the juvenile court systems are functionally illiterate, proving that there is a close relationship between illiteracy and crime. More than 60% of all Prison inmates are functionally illiterate. So we've got an answer to this problem. just said she We need get to spend money again on education.
0: And reading, obviously. And reading,
1: yes. This that's... is huge. I mean, two-thirds of uh, students who cannot read proficiently by the end of the fourth grade will end up in jail or on welfare. And you can see that because if you can't read, how can you get a job?
0: And how frustrating! It's
1: frustrating. It's embarrassing. I have known people that couldn't read for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and they do not want to admit it.
0: No, no. no it's do you know? Sometimes I notice that even at the candy store. Yeah. When they are point at something, uh-huh. and of course we can't see behind the case, right? And you say, "Excuse me, which which one do you yeah. want?" And if they say the second time, well, this one right here, I don't push it. I really try yeah. hard to see what they're saying. Right. Because
1: um, it's pretty obvious
0: that, that they can't read. Yeah. And, and, yeah. It's a
1: tragedy because uh, cause our society is set up for well, reading.
0: Sure. If nothing else, you've got to be able to read road
1: signs. Exactly. You know, and I guess you can um, learn certain mechanisms to cope.
0: Yeah, I've talked to a few people. Mostly it was older folks. Yeah. um, Who told me how they compensated. And how they got someone to help them. Yep. In a hidden way. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't have my glasses. Will you fill out this form? That's a common. Yeah. Yeah, Come but
1: on. it's it's a huge tragedy and um, and it's something that could be fixed in younger people
0: absolutely
1: you know, if we would just spend some money on education
0: well or if they focused on reading right now everything is focused I think on comprehension yeah more and comprehension is very important but you have to have the basics. Yeah. And let kids read for fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, there was years ago I worked at the Patrick County Library for a short time. And I really enjoyed it. And, but um, the head librarian did not like the Nancy Drew series. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, but my she, gosh. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't want it there. uh, Could she do that? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't think she could. But she disliked it. She thought, well, you know, the writing is... Yeah, well, it's fifth grade level girls, you know. But, you know, (laughs) my argument would always be if a kid is reading anything...
0: That's right. If it's... It will lead to someone like me that now reads... John Sanford and Agatha Christie and anybody, all these mystery yeah, writers, anybody. which, you know, that might be an argu- her argument. She yeah. might say, well, well, if she had been reading something more serious...
1: Well, but, but what on
0: earth would it have been for a fifth grade I girl? don't know. And I learned a lot. I learned about um, having a family that was... Different than mine because yep. she was raised by her father and Hannah the maid. Right. And she was very independent. Uh-huh. She was very smart. She figured out things. Yep. The relationship with her friends and with her boyfriend were uh-huh. very respectful with each yeah. other. You know, they. Yeah, oh, there were yeah. lots of lessons in yeah, Nancy Drew. They were great Drip. books,
1: and I, read, you know, and the thing is, I remember a lot about them.
0: Oh, me too. You know, I'm me sure too. I read
1: them over and over again. But Walter Farley, all the uh, the uh, Black Stallion, mm-hmm. and all of those.
0: Oh, uh, yes.
1: And um, the Hardy Boys, because Anne of Green Gables was the big one, and yes. Little Women. I remember reading Little oh, Women. Oh, me
0: too.
1: I was too young to understand them.
0: Oh, crying when Beth.
1: Die. yeah, but I was too young when i I remember reading it in the old house where I have my shop, and uh we had a copy that didn't have any covers, right that came down through my mom and reading it for um you know, by the time I got to the section, the Good Wires, as they said, Oh, it was way over my head, mm-hmm. but I read every word. Oh,
0: absolutely. Rose <laughs> in Bloom, you yeah, know, once you started on Louisa May Alcott, yep, you, you read them all. Yeah. Heidi, uh, Heidi. Heidi was great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, grandfather in the Alps, and the fact that this grandfather could take in this little girl uh-huh. and form such a strong bond.
1: Yeah, and then, and then the whole different um, culture with... Uh, Frankfurt and mm-hmm. going into town. Sure. And, uh, yeah, all of this. Is the and same. what we
0: were learning, you know, living here in Appalachia, uh-huh. and we were learning about that whole the German Alps. Absolutely. Yep.
1: Yeah, we were learning a lot.
0: The boxcar children. Oh, I, I have been read. The
1: boxcar children. Oh
0: my goodness! I have a copy right up there oh, that come. my friend Bettina gave me. Um, I don't know, it's like my 30th birthday and I had mentioned, and this was back before you had Amazon and
1: all that,
0: I mean, it was just 28 years ago, but nonetheless, she special ordered and got that for me and I cried, it was like, oh. Because I read the Boxcar Children pray about twenty times when I was in first grade.
1: How can I don't remember that? One.
0: Well, I'm going to loan you my book.
1: Oh, okay, I will take very good care of it. My aunt, in that time period before, um, my, my mother's sister, we had, and I think we had Anna of Green Gables, or we only had a couple of the books.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah,
1: you know? and so she got. She was in, uh, in New York or in um, Detroit. I'm not sure. I can't remember which place. Uh, but she got all of them.
0: That whole series. The whole set. series. How many were in there? Uh,
1: let's see. Anne of Green Gables, Anne of Avonlea. Um,
0: well, there were about seven or eight, weren't yeah. there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there were uh, Anne of the Island, Anne of the Ingleside, Anne of... Um, and then you got the ones about the children. hmm Rainbow Valley and... Um,
0: I've never read that. Villa, oh, those
1: are those are great. Villa uh, side It goes into World War One. hmm Yeah.
0: That would be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they were really good, and we also had the Chronicles of Avonlea, which only had Anne a little bit in them, and Further Chronicles of Avonlea. Oh. So we had them all, ah. and because of my aunt and. Uh, Mama's got them all, and she won't turn loose of them. She's smart. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> she
0: you yeah. take care of well, them. Well, the way I read that was my sister Ruthie, the one you know closest in age uh-huh. to me. She had a paperback copy of just the one, Anna Green Gables, uh-huh. and I sneaked and took that out. She had a little bookcase above her bed. It was uh-huh. part of her bed yeah. Um, yeah, I have one of those. Yeah, <laughs> and you slid it over, and and I sneaked that out, and I read that, and I wanted to go to Prince Edward Island oh, yeah. so badly. Well, my mom did. Mm-hmm. She, I think they
1: went, she went two or three times. Mm. I went once.
0: I have not been there yet. Yeah, yeah
1: I went once. And uh, so, um, but yeah, Anna Green Gables was a big deal for us. And Purple's and, and all the Gene Oh yes, oh
0: yeah, girl, the Limberlost.
1: Yeah, the Cardinal.
0: Yeah. I asked my writing class one time, you know, memoir class. Uh-huh. So these were adults. I said, "Of any book that you've read during your life, where would you like to go to from that? You know, reading the, the place, book, the yes. place." And they were the best dancers. They oh, were yeah. so wonderful. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, Robinson Crusoe and the island, and yeah. of course, Prince Edward Island was somebody yeah. mentioned that one. Um, but just think about it: yeah. if a book that you read transported you to that place, well, Jane Austen was my big. Oh yes, yeah. When well, I was a teenager, so you wanted to go to England.
1: Well, and I did go to and Bath. you did to yeah. Bath, and that was my favorite place on mm. the entire earth. Wow. I would live there if I could afford it, mm. because it's so much like it was described, you know, back then.
0: Well, I I remember reading, and this was a little bit later. I'm not sure when the Thornbirds came out. Colleen McCullough. That was in, it was it I was, was still in the in high seven. School, I Were think, you in yeah. high school? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just can't remember exactly, but I started reading then her other books, um, and she lives, she just recently died, she lived on Norfolk Island off the coast of eastern Australia, and it is my go-to place in my mind. Oh,
1: wonderful, yeah. Yeah,
0: if I could live any other place, Norfolk Island would appeal to me. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> She's another one of those you read many of her books. Oh, yeah. Tim, yeah. The Ladies of Miss Longa, oh, or yeah. however you pronounce mm-hmm. that. Yep. Yeah, quite a few. Got
1: lots of them we've read a lot of the same books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. When I was a kid, I had, um, it was an old geography book. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know where it came from, but we had an apple tree that I could climb up into. And oh, yeah. And yeah. I read that book over and over again. What was it? It was an old geography. Geography. And, okay. of course, it was a, a textbook. Right. And so it would tell something about the, each individual place, you know, about the kids. The, and I guess it was written the kids in Africa or the kids in mm-hmm. Scotland or the kids in... You know, I did, too. And I read that all the, And I had this little tiny kitty cat. And it went through the... It was like a plastic little kitty cat. It was black. <laughs> and it went through the town... Or through the maps with me. Oh, and that <laughs> is
0: such a clear memory in your mind, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: No, and I was probably, maybe... If I was that young to be playing with the kitty cat, I was five or six or...
0: Baby See, cabin. we we had an apple tree. I used to climb up. Oh, not an apple, maple. Yeah. A maple tree in the side yard that had the perfect limb yeah, for one, sitting to read. Yeah, yeah, this
1: one had, and it was really bad because it uh, finally got old and it broke in two. Yeah. But uh, there was a place you could just walk up the sloping. Because um, I wasn't a very adventurous child, you could walk up the slope and sit in this the crotch of this tree. Perfect. And there was a hollow place that a uh, Robin built a nest every year right under me. Aww. And she got so used to me being there, she'd just go on about her business. And, of course, the cats would come up. and. You were like
0: St. Francis.
1: Yeah, yeah, more or less. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd sit there and read for hours. For that wasn't the only thing. And when um, I would go fishing with my dad, um, and we were just down on, um, just below your place here. Round around Meadow. And um, he would just set me up in a tree with a book, perfect. Yeah, that's so it you know. And then he would fish up and down the stream, and then we'd uh, um, he would come back and go a little further. Well, one day I was uh, sitting up there reading something, and my two of my boy cousins came up the creek, mm-hmm. and so it kind of startled them to find a girl in a tree. So they were. Uh, you know they were looking up i was far, far enough up that they were looking up at me talking But i've heard daddy come splashing down the uh creek he had here heard men's voices and oh. his little girl
0: <laughs> I was
1: up the tree and he come tearing down in his waders <laughs> uh-huh.
0: but there was always a book oh yes always, always, always. For sure. mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, we have talked quite a bit already. Have we? Yes. Have we talked Gosh. quite a bit? And we haven't got to a little suite, which is our projects. You mentioned a little bit about a project. Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, well, we're looking forward to having Bushels and Barrels.
1: Yeah, that's coming up.
0: Next Saturday, the yeah. 8th, 17th, 18th, 17th, whatever 18th. the Saturday yeah.
1: Uh-huh. is. Yeah, so uh-huh. coming up. That's
0: a big thing. Big deal at work. And I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. i heard
1: about that. Yeah, yeah, Nancy of the Candy. Yeah. Yes. I've had excitement for weeks and yeah, weeks. Yeah,
0: I haven't, I haven't been to a wedding in, oh, maybe two years. It's been
1: a long time since. Mm-hmm. A couple of years since I've been to a mm-hmm. one. So, um, yep. Yeah. And I'm going tomorrow to um, the Crooked Road, which is our Virginia's Heritage Music Trail in southwest Virginia. Has been sponsoring a a the Mountain Music Homecoming, if I've gotten that correct. Right. And um, so on. Tomorrow I'm going to Blacksburg to Solitude at Virginia Tech, and I'll be demonstrating hand spinning while um, they're having music and some other uh, demonstrators. And that'll be
0: a fun. That
1: will be really nice. We'll enjoy that. And then on Monday,
0: uh, we we have. Uh-huh. a concert at the Ronald said for the Crooked Road yeah. and it is the Crooked Road musicians yeah, five of them right. including Sammy Sheeler
1: yeah so uh, so that'd be good and I'm thinking that you might have Linda Lay
0: yes we you do have, have a Linda substitute. exactly well, she's just yes. lovely uh-huh. I'm yep. looking forward to so that, that will
1: be really interesting mm-hmm. so, uh, so that's um well, that probably should have been a little unexpected, but, you know, we're in there. <laughs> and I'm still working on that shawl, but I'm getting gaining on it. And I'm spinning um, angora rabbit hair that I have um, carded and dyed, or dyed and carded. And I'll put some pictures of it. I think it turned out really nice.
0: Oh, I can't wait to see <laughs> yeah. that. And That'll so be good.
1: Good, and I'm going to try to work on a bunny house this week
0: you building
1: it? Yeah, we're building a bunny house.
0: Who's helping you?
1: Oh, uh, well, it's, a, it's an all-girl project. So Good. anybody that wants to come. Good. <laughs> so I, I have to paint the um, walls uh, this weekend, so I'll probably do that by myself because I only have one set of sawhorses. So. Uh, but but oh, I think we have a plan. Excellent. So for a bunny house. So I hope to have that done before um, the end of this month. And then... All right, so we got a little cart. Do we have any book
0: reviews or favorite books? Or <laughs> well, uh, it seems like we have talked about a few of them. Yeah, haven't we have
1: talked about so many. Oh. So, um, but yeah, we didn't really pick out one specific book. There, there was a book that was a big in, well, two books that were a big influence on me as a readers.
0: Mm-hmm. One
1: was called "How to Read a Book" by Mortimer Adler.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: and, and um, it basically points out, or he basically points out that when a book's in front of you, uh, look at the uh, jacket blurbs, you know, the, what, what it's about. Look at your um, table of contents. And he's, I guess he's really talking more about a scholarly, work, scholarly book, but I think it applies if there are titles to a, um, a, a literary book as well. To get an overview.
0: So do you do
1: that? I do do that. Excellent. I do do that. And then Rita Mae Brown. Oh, yes. Uh, she had a um, book called Starting From Scratch. It's actually a book about writing.
0: Was that back in the 70s it when she first started? Early, yeah, or yeah. Like when she was writing things like Ruby Fruit Jungle? Yeah, well, and it's a
1: little bit after that.
0: Okay, like before the pre- cat series? Before the
1: cat series. Well, no, no. Uh, because one of the cats is on the, the cover. So it's okay. probably the first. Mm-hmm. And But the thing that she has in the back of the book are, is a uh, list of suggested readings. Mm. And it's a really good, for a writer, it's a really good selection of American English, uh, American and English titles.
0: Oh, I love those lists. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, so I've
0: been reading those books for years. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, that's pretty good. Horses. Yeah. Did I ever tell yeah. you my son rode horses with Rita Mae
1: Brown?
0: Yeah. yeah, I met so. her once. Did you? Yeah. She's did probably you
1: the it? only famous uh, writer I ever met at a um, a meeting that they were doing to do one of the, um, oh, What what is that big festival they have in Charlottesville, the books. Oh, right.
0: Books. Oh, yeah. That's a great yeah. festival. Yeah, it was The a, Festival of Authors, the Festival of the Book.
1: Yeah, Festival of the Book, mm-hmm. and I would. I, Somehow I went out, some friends of mine were uh, a friend of mine was involved in that, mm-hmm. and I met, she was on a pit, committee with him, so I got to say hello. I mean, she mm-hmm. would never remember it, but <laughs> that's
0: all right. We yeah. we are the ones who yeah, are
1: absolutely
0: grateful. And yeah,
1: but, but she was very nice. Uh, well, you know, and a little sassy, but we won't go there. No,
0: time. well, sassy is that's that's okay. Yeah, that. Brings up one of these quotes that uh-huh. I really liked. Yeah. That, of all people, J.D. Salinger, who yeah. wrote Catcher in the Rye, yeah. which we pray all read in 10th grade. Right. And he said, What really knocks me out is a book that, when you're all done reading it, you wish the author that wrote it was a terrific friend of yours. And you could call him up on the phone whenever you felt like it. That doesn't happen much though. No. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's...
1: Well, there's some books, people that you read so much of their stuff, you feel like you know them. Oh, yeah. You know? People... These days, authors are a lot more accessible uh, because of goodreads.com. They are. There are some that will actually... that do and seem to enjoy interacting uh, with uh, the people that... fans or whatever.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, Jan Karen responded uh-huh. to something I wrote on Facebook. Oh, uh, and Chris. And Chris Bojalian. Yeah, that would impress mm-hmm. me
1: no end. I know, <laughs> I know. And these
0: were just people who happened to see. Frederick Beatner. he's responded uh-huh. to things I've said on yeah, Facebook. You know, yeah, it gives you a little thrill. Yeah,
1: people to, uh, pay attention.
0: Uh, years ago, um, oh, one of my
1: all-time favorite books with eat, pray, love. Oh yes, Elizabeth, Elizabeth
0: Gilbert. Hill.
1: And I did a blog post, I think, about it. And in the blog post, I mentioned that I bought a couple of copies and gave them to friends. Mm-hmm. Well, the New York Times called me. Oh, really? Yeah. And and, and I the, the um, interview, I guess, is still online. I don't know, but she asked me questions about that book it's and so put nice. it in her review. Wow. So that was my five minutes Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's very cool. But yeah, I really enjoyed that book.
0: That was a good, yep. that was a good book.
1: But there were so many.
0: Oh, I know. We could just go on yeah, and on. Yeah, we could keep going That's on the problem if we yep. start talking about favorite yep. authors.
1: For sure.
0: Oh, so. my goodness.
1: Yeah. Who knows how many there were
0: Yeah. In fact, when somebody says list your top 10 favorites, but I think about books I've given away, like you just yeah, said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, The Education of Little Tree. Yeah. I have given that many right. copies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. for our A Little Unexpected, the big thing, two of our big things here is our book clubs. We have such great book clubs. We do. Yeah, you know, and, and they're quite, getting quite large. I don't know how many people are coming to the Thursday one. We have 24. Thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. This
1: and that's for month. this town, ta- so for this size town, as busy as everybody is.
0: It's amazing.
1: That's really, um. In our have,
0: evening one, we have that many. At least
1: that many, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, in the evening one, all, almost everybody reads the book. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people in the day of Time one as well.
0: Well, we did this past one. I was surprised how many it was. John Irving's "A Prayer for Owen Meany." Wow, I which is about not that an one.
1: easy book. Uh, yeah, I but about it was about it a great a discussion. Time, I bet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Now we have an interesting one this time uh, for our evening book,
0: the Shaker one. Yeah,
1: the Shaker books. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I just started it.
1: Yeah, it's called "The Gifted" by Anne Gebhardt. And uh, it's been really interesting to me because I was embarrassed to know how to find out how little I knew about the Shakers. Mm. And so I did get online and do some research. And this uh, this uh, writer knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been fascinating to learn about the Shakers in this type of book. It's a romance
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a little bit different than what I normally read. But that's what's great about book clubs.
0: Exactly, you read things that you would never pick yeah. up.
1: So, everybody needs a book club in their camp.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, is there anything else going on besides the concerts and the um, uh, things that are happening?
0: Being summertime and yeah. thing, I think beach music's going on. Oh, beach
1: music's going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, uh, the uh, boat fair will be coming up in August and the beach festival mm-hmm. and there's... All kinds of music stuff going on. Houston Fest is happening in Galax this weekend.
0: Oh uh, yes, I've, I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. Never
1: have. Yeah, I had some. Uh, I had forgotten about it completely. And uh, some customers today told me they were headed for a festival in Galax. I said, oh, Houston Fest! So I got to impress them by <laughs> saying, "Oh, well, when you see Lonesome River Band, uh, that's my brother." You know. So she calls her husband back in. You know.
0: <laughs> that's neat. But that was cool.
1: Yeah. So we'll we'll have,
0: have to check out see if there's any plays at the Orchard Theater this yeah, summer. Yeah, that's always
1: quite an experience. Mm-hmm.
0: That's very good. So other than that, we've just been doing some good porch sitting. And
1: yeah, well you've had uh, your family. We had a wonderful time um, last week your family all came, or not all, but several of your...
0: Um, Almost all. Yeah, yes. and several
1: of your siblings came in, and we got to have uh, dinner together and great talk. Wasn't that fun? That was really a lot of fun.
0: Over at Pond View Guest House. Over at
1: Pond View, and... Uh, delightful company. And, In
0: fact, we're on our way there for supper yeah, tonight, aren't yeah. we, Leslie? We, we're so lucky. <laughs> we are.
1: Yeah. If it, if it wasn't for them feeding us, I, you and I would probably have scurvy or something.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I get home at 7 o'clock, it is so hard to try to put together a meal.
0: Well, your Mabel's, your, your chickens help because I will make an omelet or something. Yeah, I
1: will do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, one of my stitching groups that meets on Tuesdays, uh, she's been bringing us asparagus. Nice. And uh, so I've had two wonderful meals. Last night I uh, put together all I ate was asparagus. That's okay. That was all I needed. It was so good. Because I could live on asparagus. Just about. Asparagus and bread.
0: Sounds good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So we have good people looking after us.
0: Yes, we do. Yeah.
1: All right, I guess we probably ought to wind it up.
0: Well, thank you all for listening, and I, I hope we get some comments.
1: Yeah, tell us about your uh, favorite book, or your per- the person that really got you involved in reading. Or if you don't read, which um, you're probably not going to be listening to us if you don't read. But uh, maybe, if you don't read, why not? Tell us that. You know, mm-hmm. because I'm sure there are re- there are reasons anybody does anything. You mm-hmm. know, and and I would like I, I like to understand other people's points of view, so that would be interesting to know why don't you read? Mm-hmm. So. so, I hope to hear from everybody. Uh, our show notes are at quincepodcast.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook pa- page for Quince Podcast. You can find us on iTunes under Beth Amonford Ford or Leslie Sheeler. And we will talk about another word, which we will pick, um, unless you've already picked one. I have not. Yeah. So we will talk about another word in about two weeks.
0: All right. Thank you, Leslie. Bye, folks. Bye-bye.